another amazing edition of two sides of the story that is sean sides and that is tom sides sean we got a special episode today reason being sean and i got two sides of the story t-shirts made they look amazing i'm super happy with them um they're gonna be up for sale on a, a friend of mine's etsy store who makes them so um through a brand apart thank you so much to vero at a brand apart for doing this for us they look amazing and she's awesome. So if you want to help support the podcast and support us, uh, you can buy a T-shirt online and uh, all, all the money goes towards like us trying to make the podcast better. Sean, how do you feel about the shirts? Honestly, Tom, I love the shirt. I like that you order the size and the size you orders. You're sorry, the size you ordered is the size you get, yeah. which I appreciate. You know what I mean? Like being a bigger guy it's hard to get shirts that fit sometimes but i love the shirts they're very cool and like it looks like a cool shirt you know what i mean like you can wear it proudly it's there's no profanity or anything like that on it right it's just a nice cool logo and it's a bit of an attention getter like i like it has like that superman vibe with the the blue the yellow and the red like i really dig it 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 shouts like comic book nerdy feelings but really it's but it's our thing like it's our logo out there for the public to see and i just love it so much me too i definitely i'm not gonna lie when i put it on i was like hell yeah (laughs) like it's nice to see the shirts available not gonna lie yeah so we'll put a link up on our uh instagram at two sides of the story we'll get the shirts out to you as soon as we can but the real reason sean that this is a, a special episode is this is the first time we're doing a triangle episode, a three sides of the story, as it were. This is true. A nice triangle, three sides. It's going to be a good night. It yeah. should be a fun podcast. So who are we bringing in? We, sir, have selected from the sides clan, my sister, Jennifer, my older sister. Um, she has found herself in a lot of different career paths over the years and Mainly she sells furniture, which is really cool. But now she's also doing Akashic Records on the side. Yeah, it was really cool. We were talking about this like, a couple episodes ago on the, the Dynagos. Like, she has this psychic medium ability. And I got super into it. And then I reached out to her. And I got to do a reading. And we're going to bring her on here in a second just to talk about our readings. But you did one too. And I know you're skeptical, skeptical <laughs> on this kind of thing. So... Before we go into detail, I just want to know, like, how did it go for you? Were you open-minded? Oh, yeah. I always try to go into every situation with an open mind. And it wasn't a bad experience, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? So, we'll, like, let's get into it. Without further ado, we're going to bring in the, uh, you know, the only member of the Sides family that has superpowers on record. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jennifer Sides. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hi. How's it going? Good. So uh, we did the uh, Akashic Records with you this week. I had, I'm still kind of recovering from it. Um, Are you? (laughs) You you said a lot of things to me with with that experience was, uh, how do I put it? Weirdly accurate. 
now i don't want to say like i have to take these things with a grain of salt because i can't there's things i can't explain but but you were so spot on with things that you had no idea that i was going through them or thinking about doing things and that has haunted me for the last week sean how did it go for you well for me like i mean it might be a little bit different because jen is my sister so me being like a skeptic and stuff, I could argue the point like, well, you know me, Jen, and you're not going to say horrible things about your baby brother, <laughs> but I'm just teasing. Like uh, it was cool. You know, I liked the experience. It made, it gave me a lot of food for thought. Let's just say like I've been processing it throughout the week. I was bugging her to send me the excerpts from it so I could read through it again a couple of times, you know, just a really good food for thought. That's for sure. So before we go into detail about what our readings were like, Jen, can you kind of give us a little bit of detail on what Akashic Records is and how you got into it? Absolutely. So I guess um, to begin, the Akashic Records are basically the entire history that your soul has gone through, categorized with thoughts, feelings, emotions, dreams, memories, past lives, future projections, all kinds of things kind of um, sit in basic limbo. And if you tap into the Akashic Records, you're able to gain insight. Um, they're actually held by the masters, teachers, and loved ones who will channel information. And that's where I come in. I'm basically a conduit or a channel where I can receive the messages and then um, pass them on to you. So during a reading, I will channel beforehand usually. Sometimes I'll just do a full channeling person to person, but I like to write it down because I find it comes through a lot differently. And then you have this transcript, transcript gifted to you um, that you can keep and look back upon. But you also get that channeling experience one-on-one -on -one as well to answer questions. Now, in the age of COVID, now we're doing everything on Zoom, and that's how we did ours. Are you able to get the same kind of reading as you would over zoom that you wouldn't otherwise have in person like is it with someone more in front of you in person are you able to get a better feeling or vibe off them honestly 90 percent of the ones that i've done have all been via zoom and i feel like it's a really great way to do it because when I sit with someone, there's nuances and little things in their body language that I can pick up on, which I don't know if it will color it, but just during a Zoom reading, it's so much easier to stay focused on the information as it comes through, as it channels through. And then it actually- yeah, it enables me to um, read for people all over the world too. Like I've read for people in Europe, in Australia, Canada, United States, like all over the place. So it really opens things up. That's awesome. Like you just be able to have that kind of connection to people. And then I thought what was really cool is that you kind of opened a door of I'm speaking for myself personally, is that like you had a, and this, this is one of the things that haunted me is that you, you had a message from my father uh, who passed away a few years ago and um things that were just weirdly accurate um you you said something i don't have it in front of me but it was uh check the mixtapes or play the play the play the cassettes and like i had the flashback to when i was a kid when my dad would have all these mixtapes on long road trips um or um 
or I remember when we were driving in uh, New Brunswick and he was playing the Notting Hill soundtrack on cassette and he said it was for my mother. But like, let's be honest, he kept doing it. I think it was for him. <laughs> you know what's, what's weird about that, Thomas, is that our dad is in the weird like like the Notting Hill soundtrack you're talking about. My dad yeah. had that movie on VHS and because of um, what's her face that's in it there, that big, famous, pretty, pretty woman actress. He yeah. loves Julia Roberts. Julia yeah, Roberts. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think my dad really liked that movie, too. I, I, like, I've watched it recently and it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> and I, it kind of holds up. So there was just like things like that, like the message from my father, like, like I got moved to tears a little bit. And I know you did, too, Jen. Mm-hmm. And like it, it shook me a bit. And because uh, like that's not what I was expecting when we were doing the readings and um it was just like chilling and accurate and just it was like nice to hear now a question i have is is it a lot of my stuff was positive with like one exception of when we were talking about my past life or previous life where i um that previous thomas with his little sister in hand watched a murder so I want to know uh, how often do you get like bad vibes? Is it always, it can't always be good news. Honestly, when it comes to past lives, a lot of times they're showing me situations that have induced some kind of trauma mm-hmm. and something that's been carried down through the bloodline that's at play right now in your lifetime. So when we get to the source and the root of what's happening, a lot of times what happens is it opens up in you inside you and it allows you a healing. It allows this thing that's been carried on to be exposed. So I do see a lot of pretty crazy stuff when it comes to past lives, to be honest. Question about that, Jen, like, mm-hmm. have you have you ever had a reading with someone where like the person themselves was giving off a dark vibe? Not like from the past, but the actual person like, and I don't mean a dark vibe about their past, but like, I mean, more so that they're not a good person. Never. No, never. No. What happens through the, through the Akashic records, they see us as these beautiful little gems. And I feel so honored and so lucky to do these readings because each and every, every person that I read for, I see them through that lens. So even if they've made mistakes, even if they've had rough things happen in this lifetime, whether it's something that they, um, did themselves or had done to them, it's just a different viewpoint altogether. It's more of an overview. It's like yeah. I can see the person's soul and it I almost come to tears every single time I read for someone because everyone is just so beautiful and we have these stories embedded in us and it's just it's the human condition I guess with these beautiful infinite souls but it's just um yeah, I've seen some hard things. I've seen some really deep traumas and the source of them, but it's always from a healing perspective. It's always for release and for love to come more love to come through. It's interesting because like the darkest people have usually the, like there's a lot of clouds, but there's still light in there somewhere, you know? Well, and no one is born bad. Like things just happen and they color us. And sometimes we don't have those tools to reshape things and to try to move forward. So I think that's what's so beautiful about the Akashic records is we're all just pure souls at the end of the day. 
And I would also argue that the the clientele or the people that would volunteer for a thing like this kind of roll on the optimistic side of things. Like they're they're going for guidance or like or a how am I doing kind of like a check in kind of thing. Whereas- yeah, and I see a lot of people who are feeling really lost or feeling really stuck or they're looking for some release or some for some forward motion in their life. Like I help people with their businesses. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, what is my next step? What's holding me back? Those kind of things. Yeah. Also relationships, you know, things can be really tough in a relationship where you can see a pattern happening again and again. And people are like, why is this happening again and again? They just want some kind of insight into how they can maneuver through it or around it. That's a very interesting point you brought up. Now, have you having this ability, have you been able to use it for, let's say, your own relationships? Like, let's say you're starting to, like, get to know someone. Do you get, like, a vibe or a feeling? And then you go, well, maybe you're going this way because you're going through something right now. And it's this and you kind of like go into your um, Akashic Records kind of not like by accident kind of thing. Um, well, there's, there's different rules for when you're reading the Akashic records. Like I can't just open anyone's records. I need permission in order to do that. Um, for myself, when it comes to dating, like, or anyone, when it comes to dating or marriages, what you would do is you would look at your position in that relationship and how, what you're doing can affect what's going on and also the relationship itself because sometimes we have soul contracts with people we're meant to you know be with someone for a season or maybe we've met someone in other lifetimes and it's been this thread going through it Mm -hmm. um so but me personally i haven't been dating during this pandemic so i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) makes perfect sense um sean question for you uh what stood out in your reading when you did it so like little things like one thing about my past life was that you know I was like a Native American um healer type uh media mediary is that the elder an elder but she was saying that like I acted as like uh someone who would go between the different tribes and unite them Mm. you know what I mean and I've, I've found that throughout my life in many different stages like things that Jen wouldn't know as well I could say and leaning in that favor going away from the side of the skeptic for a minute and saying you know like she doesn't know that side of me necessarily how I've always liked to bring clans together you know what I mean whether it be like different groups of high school friends or you know things like that that where I was like hey let's everyone hang out you know yeah but none of the people and also like the fact that that man liked to observe nature you know what I mean and he studied animals yeah and who knows like if there is past lives. I have no idea. You know what I mean? I'm never going to say I know yes or no. Myself, I don't necessarily lean on the side of believing it, but it's cool to think that there could be residual energy that there's traces of it on you. And the fact that, like she said, that he likes to observe animals and stuff like that, she probably doesn't know. She knows how much I love dogs, but she doesn't know that, like, if I see a bird in the backyard that's not like a regular sparrow, sorry, sparrows, but. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I, oh, my God. Like, nothing got me more excited than going to Drumheller in September and seeing a bunch of bald eagles in the field. Like, yeah. observing that beauty of nature. It's, like, inherently in me. And it's almost like I liken it, the feeling I get when I observe nature like that, almost to, like, someone who's in the casino pulling on the, the one-armed bandit 
and getting some coins out of it you know like that's the reward that it gives me of that feeling of like holy shit so that stood out to me um i like that kind of thing there was like the part where she told me about people if they had any messages to me it was very random and odd you know like one was my uncle philip and one would be my great uncle carl who were on my mother's side of the family mm-hmm. people i never knew at all like not met once yeah. and the reference to them was kind of like they were like you could have been like us but instead you thought you were better than us like your dad or something like that or your dad taught you to be better than us and it was kind of like in a snide way that she said they were marked oh. and it's true in ways like they were my mom's side of the family that there was some darkness there like they were gamblers and drinkers and they weren't necessarily on the right side of the line most of the time whereas our father is like the shining beacon of light when it comes to honesty and loyalty and you know he taught us about those things so so you had some like ghost talking shit to you Basically, basically, I never had that happen before. (laughs) And it's funny from my perspective, too. Like, I am a shit disturber, and I could have probably swung with the best of them playing, you know, poker and being a fucking lowlife. I could have gone down that path easily. (laughs) You know what I mean? With we didn't necessarily have the easiest growing up, and I could have gone down that path, but instead, like, my father's positivity always rang through to me in some ways. And that's how I try to like guide my life in my life if you will no exactly that's beautiful uh so jen you and i you know we we didn't grow up together you you don't really know each other we hung out probably like three four times when i lived in edmonton so i guess my question is when you were finished redoing my records or doing my reading do you get like a better sense of who i was i really did yeah i felt like it just brought us closer it's really interesting. And I feel this affinity when I read for complete strangers who I've never met before. So when it's someone that I have met a little bit, I don't know, I just ever since I met you, I felt this strong family thread running through us all. So that's really interesting. And then with uh, coupled with the records. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I just I got your energy signature, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because this is a thing, like, I'm super into. I love the idea of, like, another plane of existence or something like Just the idea of it. I, I don't, like, go into big research on it or I don't, like, follow anything uh, with a scripture or anything like that. But I just, I like I that idea of well, there's another spot. There's a that, that's my kind of level of spiritualism and it makes me feel good. And it I like that connection we have where you're like, well, yeah, well, I do this thing and I can give, do a reading for you. Like that was so cool to me. I, when Sean awesome. told me about it, I had a million questions. <laughs> so I was ju- I was just like kind of bringing it up in, in like whatever, you know, and he was like, your fucking sister's psychic. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know if psychic's the right word, but <laughs> so she so she has superpowers, is what you're telling me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Thomas, I have a question for you then back yeah. at you. Like, did you find that after having done the reading that in ways you were like closer to Jen or like that you knew her better in a way? Well, not that I I'm not gonna lie, this whole thing was kind of more a law more about me. For um, sure. Like I, Jen I and I it. spoke for like for like a good hour. Like the 
like i think the the reading took like 20 25 minutes but then like we just shot the shit for like another 30 35 minutes and nice like that was so like that part was like really nice like i had like questions about this whole thing and where it began and like yeah like i, I was curious about it so we kind of indulged in a conversation about it which i really enjoyed and so like in that aspect um i did get to know her a little bit i got to understand uh like jenna got to understand your ability a little bit more um but like there's still like a lot to you that is a mystery to me which is why i love that you're on the podcast this week because we're gonna crack that nut open i know i'm so i'm so thankful that you guys have me on i think what you're doing is amazing and i've just really enjoyed listening to it so far and i think you're gonna you're gonna go far with this so congrats to both of you on this thank you very much i think you're really gonna like this episode it's very gen heavy <laughs> yeah it'll be a good one to listen back to you're like oh shit that's me what right <laughs> um what what i well the last i'll speak on like my, for my akashic reading is i just you pinpointed things that like weren't even my questions of like the transitional period i'm going through right now like i'm i had to come back to quebec and i'm trying to figure out what the next chapter in my life is um and like, I'm sure you could probably got that vibe for me anyway, when all the pandemic happened, but how spot on you were with the, like, to follow your bliss. I I, I should pull this up. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Jen, your handwriting was a little bit hard for me to read. Was it? <laughs> not that you're... You no, know, it's funny because I always think I have really great handwriting until I have to read it myself. <laughs> like, what does that say? It's very nice penmanship. What it is. What you justice is it's a picture of a writing that's now on a computer and I'm going at it, just trying to get yeah. as close to the can. And all of a sudden I'm 80 years old going, what is that? See what I think you should do is get an old fashioned typewriter and like and type. hand type them up, connect with the keys when you're writing. I know you like pen to paper, so I'm not going to tell you what to do, but it'd be cool to do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Your next recommendation is that she gets a quill and uh, some ink. <laughs> yeah. She has a quill and ink. We're good. um so now we'll change gears a little bit jen what's something that you can tell me about sean that he won't share with me on this podcast you think um let me think well the thing about sean is that he likes to talk tough but he's just a big teddy bear inside like he's just one of the sweetest people, the most loyal people that you'll ever meet. And he would never admit to that. No, oh, I get that vibe from him. He's a big old softy. Right. <laughs> Sean, can you test this? You gonna be you gonna open up a little bit? I am a big old softy. Like <laughs> I have a I have a tough exterior, but once someone's in my circle, I'll be a hundred percent loyal to the death. You know what I mean? I'm not at, at the same time. I don't let people walk on me. You know what I mean? But the people I let in, I know that they're good. So they always have my loyalty. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So Sean shared with me that you lived in Toronto for a little while. And it was one of his like first big adventures where he took a bus from Edmonton to Toronto. What brought you to Toronto? What brought you back to Edmonton? Oh, wow. So when I was a kid, we lived in Ontario for many years. And it was some of my fondest memories, like going to apple orchards and picking apples and visiting. We went on field trips to maple tree farms and got to see how maple syrup was 
you know, pulled out of the trees. And I always remembered the beautiful architecture. So when I was like 19 or so, um, yeah, I just, I needed to go back there. I needed to see what it was like. And that was, um, quite an adventure. I think we actually went to Halifax first. Is that right, Sean? Yeah. You and uh, our brother, and your guys' yeah, yeah, significant yeah. others at the time, you guys all moved to go far east. And then yes. on the trip there, you guys got stuck, I think, in Quebec. No, and... it was in New Brunswick. I told Thomas about that the other day because yeah. he was telling me about thinking about New Brunswick. We got yeah, as that... far as New Brunswick and found out that uh, our brother was going to be a father. So they actually made it to Halifax and then quickly went back. And I was in Halifax for two months with my then boyfriend and it was kind of a hard go of things. It was difficult to find work. And we just decided, you know what, let's go to Toronto. And it was amazing. One of my favorite cities in the whole world Um, stayed there for, I think, four years actually at that time. Um, And then, you know, I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend. I was feeling really homesick. It was just time to go home to be with family again. Um, and so I ended up back in Edmonton and then I met another guy, ended up going to St. John's, Newfoundland. <laughs> I ended up marrying that guy. Um, but we lived in Toronto as well for yeah. about a year and a half. What was, uh, what was like, uh, living in St. John's, Newfoundland? That's another, that's a, that's gotta be another way of life. <laughs> it's like a different world. I always said it, it reminds me, I've, I've only been to England, but it reminds me of like England, Ireland, Scotland, because they've got their own English dialect. And it's quite remote because it's an island, right? It was absolutely breathtaking. Like the oceans there, there's cliffs, there's, it's just absolutely beautiful. The architecture would be cool. The architecture was really cool. Lots of the little um, colorful houses and icebergs and things like that. But I also found it, I'm a big city girl and I found it kind of isolating because St. John's itself at the time only had 180,000 people. And that was the biggest city right so i'm used to like going from toronto five million plus people at the time edmonton over a million so it was it was a lot smaller a lot less shopping and stuff like that so interesting yeah yeah it was a beautiful experience i met a lot of really great people and yeah it was a lot of fun i always equated living to edmonton as a big city living for beginners yeah uh, totally So like I I always viewed myself as a city boy that should have been living in a small town. And and then uh, you know, I moved to Edmonton and then I was like, all right, I'm starting to getting like a better vibe. And then now that I've done that and I'm back here, I'm like, I think I gotta go after uh the next thing. And I think that's in a smaller, like that's gonna be in a smaller out east town. But I did live in small towns for a little bit. Like I did volunteer work for six months total, three months in labrador and then three months in manitoba which was just a really cool experience for me awesome yeah when i was driving back to quebec i stopped in the town in manitoba i stayed in and it was just no i wish a pandemic wasn't happening so i can enjoy it a little bit better but it was nice to see the old haunts everything was still kind of open in that town before uh what town was it thomas it was called saint pierre jolie manitoba okay it's one of the most beautiful quaint little towns um so Manitoba has like a French population there and it, so it's where I became bilingual in French. I know I, I lived in Quebec my whole life and always had like the basics down, but I like, I would never put myself in positions where I had to speak it. 
So because mm. in my volunteer group, I spoke the best French and that was by, we had two girls that were French Canadian. And then there was me who knew the basics and then everyone else that came from Western Canada that just didn't pick it up. So, <laughs> um, so I was like the best choice to go volunteer at an all French school. And so, but by putting myself through that, I became more or less bilingual. I know that I have Quebec friends that will argue that I have a lot of work still to do. <laughs> but no <laughs> for that like i can carry any conversation in french with minimal difficulty so it was a really a good cool. skill it's definitely a good skill to have in canada yeah that was really neat um so jen like what are some like fun facts that like i don't know about you so like nail me something like what is something really cool about you that i can't figure out just by looking at you Oh my gosh, that's a hard question. Like, what's your um, favorite hobby? Like, you aside from your Akashic records, like, okay. I think, like, are you a big reader? Oh my gosh, reading absolutely. I just finished like a 500 page book in four days. Definitely a huge reader. <laughs> okay. Um, Kundalini yoga is my other passion and kind of goes hand in hand with the Akashic records. So, I do almost well, I do about an hour and a half of yoga to two hours every day. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty expansive and life-changing, to be honest. It's really opened a lot of things up for me. It's made me feel really healthy and vibrant. And actually, it has helped me turn into a morning person. There's a fun fact. There you go. I used to hate mornings, and now I'm a morning person. I get up usually before six every morning just so I can do more yoga. That's How are great. you in the mornings, Thomas, out of curiosity? Um. Do people I'm, consider you like a morning guy or I am the um, annoying morning guy. So <laughs> there will be, like, we'll say we all show up for work at some ungodly hour. I will be yeah. the guy that's going, good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Today? <laughs> oh God, I am I that it. bubbly asshole that everyone does not like. <laughs> Sean is not that guy. Sean whoa, is whoa, so whoa. grumpy in the morning. <laughs> Come on. Whoa. See, it takes me a while to get back. Like, having being someone who has like extremely vivid dreams and it takes me some time to adjust to my new reality every morning when I wake up to remember like who I am and where where what I do in life and that like period is an adjustment period back into the world almost okay like, says the guy who doesn't believe in spirituality guess what Sean dreams are linked in too hey you know what I don't <laughs> believe in I don't necessarily believe in spirituality but I do definitely, definitely, definitely believe in brain drugs. Brain drugs are some serious shit, and that's what makes us dream. And I am into those things, definitely. Only from the ones my body gives me, but I'm one of those people who has overactive dreams. So it's like, yeah, I don't I, I liken that to the reason because I'm not myself when I wake up. I'll I can be like very hostile if you ask Crystal and you're like. Hey, Crystal, how do you feel about Sean in the morning? Should be, should be, like, just be very honest with you, probably, and be like, I'm tired of his shit. <laughs> What's the right way to approach you in the morning, Sean? The, the right way is not to. With coffee? Like, <laughs> Give me, like, no, well, even then, I'm, I'm still like, oh, thank you. Like, it's like you're fucking with my routine. Just stay the hell out of my way. That's the best advice. Like, I got to be honest, I need 30 minutes of like myself centering myself. And like, I've been around people, we've had family in town where I don't have a choice. I have like eight people coming at me and I'm like, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm, it's like I'm wounded. 
It's like I've been <laughs> shot in the Civil War and I'm a soldier trying to make it back to camp and someone's like, morning! And I'm like, morning! Like, I can't... I don't know. It's a hard... It's weird. It's I can't really, like, describe why I'm grumpy in the mornings. Yeah. If I could, I wouldn't fucking be grumpy in the morning. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a very yeah. fair point. No, uh, for me, it kind of, like, depends. Um, I, I think it's that transitional time. Like, at home, I think I might be a little bit grumpier. But in that time where I have had my morning coffee and made it to work, I'm just a big old box of birds just ready to go. Nice. Yeah. See, um, like in, in that sense, I am too. Like once I sharpen my pencil, I'm ready to write. Yeah. Nice. Nicely put. That was very good. Yeah, Thanks. I just came up with well that done. on the spot. Yeah. It was well pretty, done. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty uh, sharp. <laughs> like the pencil, you know? Hey, you know what? I take back my compliment. Okay. Now, <laughs> this show was about puns. Right? We call it two sides of the puns. Okay? Well, I can I guess I led you into it, but whatever. Last <laughs> oh, one. No, I'm realizing our show title you is. You led him into it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody caught that at first, but that yeah, was the last I one I snatched that. I was just gonna let it slide. <laughs> oh. This is oh the my worst. All right. So, Jen, you and Sean have like a giant age gap of like what, five, six years? Six. Six. So, so growing up, how was that adjustment period for you? Like I mean, he was my doll until he could move, right? Like, it was the best. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. It was like a live doll. I got to carry around and feed him and play with him. Yeah, and then he started speaking and then it just then he started chasing us around and we had to take him outside with us and he was cramping our style a little bit they, they handled that well though thomas yeah they used to a pretend to throw bugs on me so i was afraid of bugs for a very long time we would just show them to you we wouldn't throw them on you <laughs> it was fucking like this is serious perfect, psychological like, warfare yeah this is like the perfect version of like sibling rivalry of like like <laughs> It wasn't as bad. Like you're making it seem like we tortured you. We were you were fine. <laughs> hey, I had like a fear of dogs for a while because there was like a little black dog that lived next to us when we lived in Ontario and Barrie. Yeah. And they would be able to tell me that he was gonna eat me because they didn't No, want me. we didn't. You did I swear to god you did. I remember and I have the scars. So, anyways, Aww. this probably innocent little black dog. <laughs> Man, I was terrified of dogs for a while. And like it probably didn't help that our parents let us watch Cujo around that yeah, time. Yeah, that's I was probably like, more like it. But yeah. I love those like little things that like stick with you forever. Like I have this story. Now, my mom is the sweetest, kindest woman you'll ever meet. She is a sweetheart. Now, having said that, I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, she like when we Michelle and I were like really young, she was like a stay-at-home mom for like a little while, and she would love to watch like yelling and the restless and days of our lives and all that. Now I can't remember which show, but one of them had a storyline where one of the actresses was possessed by the devil. Oh, that was days of our lives. Perfect. So you, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The only way, like I was like four, five years old when this happened. And it stuck with me to this day that um, the only way that they showed that she was the devil was that they changed her eye color. So it went from like blue to green and i was curious about this because i have green eyes and so does i think most of my family so i go mom how come the devil has green eyes and she just looked at me and she goes because i am the devil and she made her eyes all big i was like 
to this day like it's still like <laughs> a little thing like there's a little scar that i've held on to my entire life Aww. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> things sit with you when you're a kid though i've been watching um there's a, some new documentary on netflix about they discovered a new tomb not far from the actual pyramids yeah and so they're digging down into it and it's like all these colorful hieroglyphs and these statues of this guy and they're like, oh, we've never seen anything like this before. And then I have this flashback because when I was a kid, I was actually terrified of this segment on Sesame Street of all things, where they go and they're in Egypt and Bert and Ernie have like black eyeliner on their eyes <laughs> and they're like in the tombs. And to me, I was like, wait a minute, that was like the same tomb. Like it looks so <laughs> similar. That's so funny. How, how is Sesame Street ahead of things? And these guys are just finding it now. Like, it was crazy sesame street the new simpsons right how yeah. prophetic or nerdy called it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i'm really happy you, i'm really happy you brought up bird and ernie because sean this is something i wanted to tell you since we started the podcast you have a bert voice and i really enjoy it a bert voice do i yeah That's i think you sound i think you sound like bert and i can't i feel like he has a little bit more of a Muppet voice than me. Oh, it's hard to say. A hundred percent. But if like Bert was real, honestly, like a less crabby, I feel like it, you guys would. <laughs> I probably prefer to be Kermit the Frog if I could choose. But oh my god, you send us like him. <laughs> You're not the only one that has a guy. I have a hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. Kermit the Frog. Oh That's god. pretty good. <laughs> So to this day, Thomas, <laughs> this is a good story. That. <laughs> oh, don't tell them that. <laughs> I have a good story actually regarding Kermit the Frog. Okay. So we had an like I don't know who the hell this lady was, but she was like anti-own. Is that right, Jen? Some some um, woman, anyways, that, that our parents knew that we knew for a short time. Anyways, she took us out to a fancy restaurant for dinner, our family, and my dad ordered frog legs. And so Josh and Jen took this opportunity to do some excellent childhood bullying by telling me <laughs> that it was Kermit the Frog's legs. And when we got home, <laughs> they were holding Kermit the Frog's legs behind him. This doll that I still have, like from when I was a child and just torturing me. And so then like after that, he went from being my favorite stuffed animal as a kid to being the one that I didn't want to touch because it reminded me of his legs being eaten. And so it kind of just went in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at him the same. It was fucking pure torture. Oh, man, <laughs> just like the little damages, eh? Yeah. I have no comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jen, with Sean not having a license till he was a grown man, um, did you ever have to drive him around and be super inconvenienced by him? Not a lot. I mean, as adults, we hung out at the mall a lot, um, probably a couple years ago now. It was fun. Like, I would just go and pick him up and we would drive and hang out. Nice. That's yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to, like, connect with your brother and have, like, sibling time. On that exactly. note, I you reminded me of a good story, Jen, when we were driving, I believe, to dinner and we were lightly arguing about something. <laughs> And I got the child treatment, Thomas. She fucking cranked the music as loud as it could possibly go and was like, la, 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 I'm not listening. And I was like, 
are you fucking serious? Like, how do you just pull this out? And she's like, like afterwards, once she calmed down and turned the music down, I was like, do you like, how did you just pull that? And she's like, oh, I do to the kids when they're being annoying. And I was like, oh, fair enough. Parenting that, in my defense we were having like a really dumb hangry argument that's and true he was just being rude and i was like i am not <laughs> listening to you right now so i just turned the music up a little louder than usual is all first and foremost i'm driving and i'm driving yeah. you be nice about right it. <laughs> yeah let's not do this right now <laughs> no it's a no it's a fun game to play everybody does it to me all the time and i'm really bad at it but um discreetly turn on the other person's seat warmer my kids do that to me all the time and i'll be like backing up we're in dense traffic and i'm freaking out because i'm getting hot and i'm like what (gasps) and i look and i'm like oh my god they turned everything on that's so awesome no it's terrible and then i'll turn it off and turn away and they've got it back on again there's like a brief moment where you think that the problem is you. Like you think, yeah. like, what's wrong yeah. with me? This is it. This is how I go. Overheated yeah. in a car. And I just, what's happening? Yeah. That's awesome. like, it's what's not wrong fun. with my butt right now? Why is it? Why is it so hot? <laughs> it's funny. Like I adjust to heat really well. So there's times where it'll be like plus 30 out and I'll be driving. We'll be driving around for like four hours. And then as I'm like, we're parking the car. I look over. I'm like, oh shit, my heated seat's been on this whole time. That explains why I'm like severely overheated right now. But it doesn't. Is dehydrated? Yeah, yeah, or a little angry, but I don't notice it all the time. It's sad. I think when you, you know. just admitted that you notice it, like at the end, where you're just like, oh, this is why I'm miserable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's like a whole attitude shift where you're just like, man, I just, uh, I'm just upset. And I'm angry. I'm just, like, oh man, this. The seat warmer was on and it's plus 30 out. I get it. That's that's on me. So, Jen, Sean and I do uh, segments on the show where uh, we have like a question of the day. Now, if you're comfortable with it, we can throw this to you and you can ask us anything you want. Carte blanche, you whatever you want to know, we will give you honest answers. Um, great time to find out what Sean actually did with that one thing he hid from you years ago. Maybe. Like, <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I think I'd have to give that one some thought. Can we circle back? Of course yeah. we can. This is okay. our podcast. We can do whatever we want. It's an amazing <laughs> thing we got going on here. And then also, um, I do have a comment. I think that when you guys um, did that little segment, I think it was last episode, maybe the one before, where you asked each other who you were in high school. I think you should ask all your guests that. I think it's really interesting. Okay, well, if you want to brag about it, go ahead. Let's talk about how cool you are in high school. <laughs> Why don't you just throw yourself under the bus, Jen? <laughs> well, I'm pretty much the same as I was in high school, I think. You know? Are you like fucking little... being serious right now? Well, without going into any weird details, Sean, I think yeah. I was kind of like into indie stuff. Like I read a lot. I watched a lot of independent films. I went to see a lot of bands play. She was on the edge of the grunge. Josh was full grunge. Jen was like 70% grunge, 30% vanilla ice and crisscross. That's- well, no, that was early when I was like 13, 14. I'm thinking like who I solidified into as a teenager, okay. like 16, 17. I was more into Sonic Youth and Eric's Trip and different bands like that. Um, a lot more indie than your average Smashing Pumpkins or Pearl Jam. Oh, although I would have loved 
Smashing Pumpkins or Pearl Jam. I would have loved to go to either one of those shows. They were awesome, but they were a little mainstream. Wow, you're just really attacking me now, Jenna. I don't appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the thing you like? No. So you you were very talented. uh, You're into indie film and stuff. So indie film in the 90s was like Quentin Tarantino with Pulp, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, uh, Kevin Smith's Clerks, or whatever went to Sundance. So what was your bread and butter for, like, the, what was your movie of choice when uh, when you were a teenager? I mean, all of those. Um, you also have to remember it was much different times. Like, we didn't have Netflix. We didn't have anything like that. I was living in a small town in Leduc outside of Edmonton. So we had to drive into the city to the Princess Theater to see anything cool. Or on, I think it was like Wednesday nights or Thursday nights at 11 p.m., um, the channel Showcase would show indie films. They had like a film critic and he would have his favorite ones on. So that was like, maybe, I don't remember who it was, but um, he did like a whole presentation and then he would talk about it after too. So I remember that too, but we watched it for entirely different reasons. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I dated a guy when I was in high school who was in film studies. So I was kind of spoiled. We would drive into the city and we would go and watch these films and he would explain things to me, like the cinematography and the lighting and the writers. So I just kind of gained a fascination for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I have to say my favorite one that I ever watched at that time was um, a French one. Sorry, my dog is barking. Okay, it wouldn't um, be a, a podcast without dogs barking in the middle. That's of true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a, a movie called uh, The Double Life of Veronique. So it was a French movie about this girl who kind of runs into her doppelganger. It was really cool. Nice. So you had to do that with the subtitles and all that fun stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you were, I'm basing this on the one boyfriend you were talking about. So you were into the old artsy fartsy kind of guy. Did the, the jocks not do it for you or? Not back then. Maybe, no. maybe more so now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the misunderstood artists. No one gets them but me. It's great. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me like you spent a lot of time in the library. So you were a big reader. So even like then, like oh, yeah. was it always trying to like find something new or would you like hear about an author author and kind of like deep dive on them? I think I've always been by nature a seeker. I would call myself a seeker. So I've always been trying to figure out that next thing and learn more about different things. I've always had a huge passion for fiction. I've wanted to be a writer for honestly most of my life. Um, So I find what I do now is interesting because I kind of get the best of both worlds. I get to do the channeling and the writing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I've always just kind of come to it honestly authors yeah I will binge read some but I also if I've read a few books by someone and I get a flavor for how they write I I don't want to read all of them at once I kind of want to save them for a special time where like I know I want to read something by them whereas my best friend Sarah who's a big reader she will find an author and read all of them yeah and so it's kind of interesting because then when I'm ready for one I'll tell her and she'll be like okay read this one so we kind of work together that way that's perfect. Who's your favorite author author right now? Oh, gosh. Um, right now, I would have to say I've read so many, so many amazing books so far this year. 
I am loving Kristen Hanna right now. She wrote a book called The Nightingale. That's her most popular one, I think. But um, I just finished one by her called The Great Alone. It was set in the 70s. Uh, it was about this family. The dad had PTSD, but they decide to move up to Alaska. And so obviously with the isolation and the darkness up there, things kind of escalate. That's so awesome. it, was, it was really, really good. Do you have, a, recommend. Do you have a guilty pleasure style of book? I'll give you an example of one that I read that was strictly because the title stood out to me. It was a perfect example of judging a book by its cover working in that favor. So it was called Dracula versus Hitler. Oh my God. It was a fantastic read. I can't, I'll, I'll have to pull up the author's name, but it was a really cool book. It was just written from uh, every chapter was someone else's perspective. So it was like uh, Jonathan Harker's, uh, you know, uh, diary or um you're intercepting a communication between nazi soldiers or uh someone else is writing a book and an excerpt from that and it was just a really cool story of now the nazis invading transylvania and their big way of fighting back was well we'll just have to resurrect this guy we're gonna fight evil with evil and it was it was hilarious i don't like that it was called dracula versus hitler because dracula and hitler Spoiler alert to anyone, but they never really face off. It was just Dracula versus Nazis. And either way, that's not a great title then. Yeah, that just ruined it for me. Either way, still a cool read. Still yeah. a very cool read. So, Thomas, you obviously enjoy reading a lot as well. Uh, I am getting better at it. I have to be in a mood for it. Like, I've been trying to read The Hobbit, and it's not. Oh, from, that's a hard read. It's not from like a lack of interest it's just sometimes i'm tired and picking up a book is just difficult for me like i gotta be in the mood and i have i have to have i also have to have like complete silence around me like, yeah that makes sense but there's that but there's a few books i read i read jim carrey's book this year which was really cool um interesting and it was like a day in the life of jim carrey but fictionalized and it was turned up to 11 and at one point nicholas cage's superpowers it's ridiculous and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, it was just really cool read. I also finished reading um, the sequel to Ready Player One, Ready Player Two, which is a really is that cool- good. I bought that for a couple of different people. I, I, I love these books. Now, the second yeah. book didn't get great reviews. And I don't understand the negative reviews from people because it's just your personal opinion like i don't like it when people get mad at the author because they don't go in the direction that you wanted like yeah. i like write like, your own damn book yeah I, i'm in the same boat as you like people get pissed off because like i don't understand this ending why would they do it this way and i would just go well that's where he went and honestly it wasn't bad. like i'm not i'm not reading this i wasn't angry at one point yeah. like there's a fight between our, our protagonist <laughs> versus seven different versions of prince it's a badass book. Yeah. You won't get something like that in anything. So, like, I mean, I've I always like... thought it would be really cool to make movies. No, make books after movies. You know how they always turn books into movies? I'd yeah. like to do it the other way. You because there's some movies out there that barely touch the surface of where you could go with something. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And different people could write different stories off of it and really dig in. I think it'd be really cool. You know who did that? Seth MacFarlane did with uh, a really? place to die in the West. So oh. he made the movie, and I have that is one of the guilty pleasure movies. There's like 
four or five jokes that slay me every single time in that movie. Um, but then after the movie came out, uh, a little while later, he came out with the book, which does exactly what you're saying. Goes into more detail. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that guy said. I think McFarlane. more people should do that. Yeah, uh, and Seth MacFarlane, he's a multi-talented guy. I don't think he gets enough credit for the stuff that he can do. Didn't he do like a comic series? I think you're thinking of Todd McFarlane. Oh, yes, I am. Sorry. Yeah, he did like Spawn and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's exactly what Seth like, MacFarlane also has the new like space show too that you may or may not have seen. The Orville, yes. Amazing. Such um, a good show. But he also has like a lounge singing album. Like he, he sings like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. He's very talented. He kills <laughs> it. Do you know he's one of the actors as well who requested to be on Star Trek and appeared in Star Trek Enterprise as like a background officer? I didn't know that, but that yeah. makes perfect sense. The amount yeah. that he references TNG all the time. Oh, yeah. Family guy. He wanted to like make a show basically and they wouldn't let him. So he made the Orville, which is like his idea of Star Trek. Like, because he wanted to know, like, tell me the story of the guy who vacuums the carpet on the next generation ship. From what I heard, like that was his perspective. That makes like, sense to me. Like also yeah. that having the I don't want to knock anyone's position in life, but having like the non-spaceship job on on the enterprise. Yeah. You got to explain yourself a little bit there. Like, that's an interesting story. Like, how did you become like, yeah, no, I'm the Enterprise's janitor. Yeah. Yeah, I vacuum. But you had to have like astronaut, you know, credentials to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, <laughs> you have to be able to survive space. Well, and they have like officers that aren't like part of Starfleet or people, sorry, like people who work on the ship, like as an engineer, they didn't go through Starfleet Academy necessarily, I'm told. So you would be the professional, so I would ask you these. Yeah, questions. we'll dive. We'll we'll not dive into this with Jen. She'll just be like, she'll roll her eyes. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. I just want to mention that you guys have not even spoken once about the new Wonder Woman movie and how epic it is. So the reason I'm for that for is that to come out. The reason for that is is because I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> it's so good, Thomas. It's so I, so so good. I I don't doubt it. I I the really new like, one. The new one, yeah. Yeah. I really like Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman and Kristen Wiig. You put her in anything. Kristen Wiig is honestly so amazing. Yeah. So good. Like everything that happens, the kids and I had so many like gasp moments. Like, oh my God, he didn't. Like, it was yeah. just crazy. I just, with the whole like watching things at home now with so many options, I feel weird about paying $30 for something I'm going to watch at home. You don't yeah. have to. It's our normal rental now. Yeah. yeah that's just like that's why like when it came out that's why i didn't watch it so like that's fair yeah it's yeah. kind of where i'm at and it's gonna be on crave tv this month so i will get to it so me too while we're on the topic of this like i i love that they picked gal gadot to play her is that how you say it you said it fancy thomas gal gadot uh, it uh, it's a tomato tomato kind of thing um okay I'm, so yeah what i loved about it is that gal gadot I thought that that was like that, Wonder Woman. That is theme. incorrect. That one I know is incorrect. I know. That's how I like saw it at first, though. And I assumed that it was like from a 1940s comic. And that was like Wonder Woman's like real name. I didn't know Wonder Woman's real name. So I just assumed it was Gal Gadot because it just sounded cool. Like, a, and from the 40s, like it's a gal and she's a gat, like Gadot, it. Like she's got it. And I just <laughs> love like that that wasn't written from the 1940s comic that that just so happened to be the actress name I, when someone they're like no sean 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 that's yeah, her name 
I was like, no fucking way. What a great name. <laughs> Deanna Prince. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Deanna yeah. Price. Yeah. Price yeah, or so. Prince. Yeah. I thought Gal. I thought they should change it to Gal Gadot after that because it's a fucking badass name. Well, you maybe know maybe they will there's, after they hear this podcast. There's a woman out there with that name, and she'll love all the kind things you're saying. However, she will go. He's saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all the respect because I don't want her showing up at my door to kick my ass. So I yeah. apologize. I for... think it's Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Yeah. 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 I've heard even it... that's cool. That sounds yeah. bitching. And it's yeah. Diana Prince. I just looked it up. I couldn't have written it any better myself. Just saying. There you go. I yeah, it was so 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 good. Yeah, I was thinking like a good idea for the podcast is just like when a new movie comes out, just devote or even like a classic film, just devote like a good chunk of the podcast going like. So I rewatched Pulp Fiction. This yes. is what I thought. Yeah. And actually, on this subject, a movie I watched for the very first time recently. And I thought it was a it was a badass, and it was really cool to see it because it came out in 1983. War Games. I don't think I've Broderick seen it. And I believe Sh- I've seen it. It's a cool flick, and it kind of reminds you how like simple computers were way back in. So they had like <laughs> yeah, I remember floppy this. disks that's the size of a human head, and then like it, to go on the internet, you had to actually like pick up a phone, dial a number, and then put the phone on a receiver that was attached to the computer like and it's this whole thing of they accidentally uh going into this military base and then they set off this whole uh military uh uh situation where they think that the russians are bombing them but really it's just a computer simulation it's just it's insane crazy yeah he must be so young in that oh yeah i think it was it may have been pre ferris bueller i think so because i think you're Ferris Bueller is 85 or 87. Yeah. That is a movie that I have a hard time watching. Why? I get so into it. And I think (laughs) he's the coolest guy. And I'm on board. And then he takes over the parade. And then it makes no sense to me after that. He he hijacks a parade. Then he starts lip singing. And then the whole city of Chicago is okay with this. Not only that. He was that cool, Thomas. A group of people start doing a choreographed dance down some stairs. Like they had to practice that, Sean. It's going downstairs. You can't just start dancing downstairs. That is a good way to trip. Have you never been part of a spontaneous dance crew, Thomas? Yeah, this is weird to me. I've danced on many sets of stairs. I'm often the stair dancer in those scenarios. So I don't know what you're talking about right now. It's so weird that I am the odd man out in this conversation. Really? (laughs) Have you guys watched the Goldbergs? Uh, no. A little bit. Okay, because the Goldbergs, they kind of pick and choose different themes from the 80s and they'll run a whole episode on it and they do a Fer- Ferris Bueller one. And <laughs> That's it a good is, episode. <laughs> it is so good and they actually do the whole like lip syncing and the whole city <laughs> singing with them. But they also have an amazing one with the Beastie Boys. Did you see that one? I believe so, yeah. Oh, it was so epic. You guys got to watch that whole I love series. the Beastie Sean, you Boys. you turned me on that, to that series, and you haven't I did, yeah. watched it all. Well, I watched most of it, and then I started having issues with Crave. It was, like, it put it into French, or it was showing oh. subtitles or something like that, and I was like, I just took a break, because I didn't want to burn through all of it anyways. Did you guys hear the grandfather from that passed away recently? Yeah. Oh, no, really? Oh, so from Just Shoot Me, you know? Back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Yeah, also- I was sad to hear that. Didn't they oh, write off? 
of the guy that plays the father, that stand-up comedian. Uh, his name eludes Murray. Me. I can't remember his real name. Yeah, they wrote him off because of like an accident. He like a misunderstanding he got into where he accidentally broke another lady's like window when he was trying to just knock on it because it was like a parking debacle. Weird. He goes on. He he has a whole stand-up special on Netflix about it where he really goes into it and it's hilarious. Um, huh. So like I won't like ruin it, but but because of this like. He talks about how this like one incident like kind of ruined his fucking life a little bit. Oh my god! Well, he came from the Larry David show, so I mean, maybe it's just a residual <laughs> thing, like a bad luck kind of situation from that. Hopefully, there's an episode. Have you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, Thomas? Uh, bits and pieces. I can only handle so much Larry David. Yeah, it's horrible. horrible. That's exactly it's what hard, Jen says so all the time. Honestly, like part of me wants like he's one of my mentors in life as a comedian <laughs> because he's so fucking funny by just like taking exception to the things that nobody pays attention to yeah. but he takes exception to it and i think it's just great like, it's great observational humor in that sense yeah. like yeah, that's was... so awkward and so horrible at the that's same what's time. funny about it like it's like a, tr- a car wreck or a train wreck <laughs> you just can't look away that you don't want to look he's awful yeah. Yeah, like it's just one of those things like i have a like a, a preference in my comedy and I just don't like it when a dickhead is being a dickhead and then the premises bad shit are happening to this dickhead like Bojack Horseman I tried so hard to enjoy that show because I really like Will Arnett and um I love I Will Arnett yeah I think he's amazing but I I, I couldn't get into Bojack Horseman because it's the Bojack is a dick and then bad things happen to him because he's a dick and it's just like look at this guy he's an asshole and we're just gonna make bad things happen to him and he's gonna try and make his life put together like the only show that did it right was my name is Earl where it was really like a story of he was an asshole and he's trying to be better yeah Yeah. so I don't see like Larry David that way personally but I know what you mean like well he is a dick but he's also like I don't know. He's a very colorful character. Like having watched all of it, the whole series, and like, yeah. like he he's a genuinely good person, but he just like sees the things in life where he's got to ask the questions and call people on their bullshit too, which I do like about him. Hey, uh, Jen, can I ask you a favor? Yeah. Can you say genuinely? Genuinely. Sean. Genuinely. Okay, because you say genuinely, and it I, is I, genuinely. I is prefer it? to say it genuinely. Is Sometimes I've been. I've heard it since we started doing <clears throat> the podcast. I just take it everything in me to not be like, he's saying it weird. Why is he saying it weird? Irregardless, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah, this is one. That is one of my favorite words because it's a word that means exactly what the original word meant. Irregardless, <laughs> if you look up irregardless, I it know. just means regardless. Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> it's a thing someone started and like you go like regardless of this, you can't do that. Y- yeah, I know, but no no, irregardless, like like so like to put a little extra pepper, like regardless, but I'm serious <laughs> about it this time. Yeah, irregardless. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's some kings and queens shit left over somewhere in a car. They're like regardlessly, and someone else was like irregardlessly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, so when you did that whole shtick, I thought you were talking about the show Kings and Queens, King, King of Queens. That's what I thought you were doing. And then you did that whole shtick. I'm like, what is he doing? That's not what Kevin James sounds like. <laughs> not that time. Next time. Yeah. So, Jen, now that we've given you some minutes, yeah, questions for the class? 
I don't know. It doesn't have to be something big. It can be something small. Help okay. help our audience to get to know us just by asking something that you might okay. find interesting okay. or whatever. I'll play you know. interviewer for a second. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So Thomas, um, when you think about what you want to do with this podcast overall, what's the what's the top three themes that you think you guys are going to address? Like what I want to come out of the podcast or what my goal of like, like what you see you guys talking about like in bringing other guests on or like um you know what do you want yeah what do you want to talk about honestly i just like the idea of this being like a great way for sean and i to shoot the shit because like like what we have going on is like this this growth of an amazing bromance that should have happened when we were kids and it didn't right happen. <laughs> and like he and I are so similar, but we're also so different. And I just, I think that that dynamic is super interesting. And like, I've come, I've gotten to this point in my life where I know that if I think something is entertaining, there's a good chance somebody else might as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's been fun. And the like, I love having this conversation with Sean where like he, he and I can talk and then we can make fun of each other and then we can deep dive on things we have interest in and then we can show each other like that's what I wanted uh, like how I view the big cousin little cousin thing to be is the let me show you some shit you think you know about things like I you know he's got five years on me let me show you a few things and that's kind of what it's been it's the all right well like like you think you know Star Trek bitch you don't know star trek like (laughs) (laughs) like yeah you're right sean i i there's a lot i didn't know and i've been learning a lot through this whole thing and then so i think that's what i want to come off is that for me it's been a very learning experience about a family member that um i I missed out on a what should have been an entire life of relationship with but now it's a thing that like well we're starting now and we're learning to do it and we're figuring it out as we go and it's been an amazing experience so far so i guess like that's what i want for the podcast is not just for people to see like how amazing like our family is but also like how like this how fun this dynamic is Hmm. i think that's really beautiful because there are so many families out there who have disconnection for one reason or another I think it's really cool how you guys have come together not knowing each other and have formulated something it's just really fun it's yeah. fun it's fun to witness it on on rolling or rolling out however you want to say it like I know <laughs> the moment we have Deanna on for an episode which would be an introduction for Sean but she's going to spend the whole episode talking about how none of this happens without her because she's the one that kind of led me going towards the rest of the family she she added me on Facebook one day and then we started shooting the shit and it was like a really awkward thing of just so I shoot her message going so I assume from the last name we're related she goes kid?" <laughs> and I had to immediately get on the phone and call my dad and go who is Larry oh my gosh you didn't even know I didn't I didn't like it's not like I didn't know it's just I forgot oh okay it's just because there hasn't been like I knew my dad had a bunch of like half brothers out there but we never met and we never yeah, like fair enough. like we had uncle sparky or uncle mike and like he was like he was my dad like they were i don't like this term but like legit brothers they had the same like the same parents and they grew up together and they had that dynamic and there was a time where uh uncle sparky lived with us i gave him the nickname sparky um 
which is, you know, like, so I always had that. So like, to me, that was my uncle. And then now through all this stuff, like I'm reminded, like I have a picture of me, Deanna and Paul chilling with uncle Larry on a couch. So like, there's like a time we met where like we're babies, but like there were times where we were in each other's life. And then when grandpa Bernie died, they were all at the funeral. I have no idea. I don't remember. Like, I remember being at the funeral. I don't remember seeing them, which is, yeah. but like, there's a whole like bunch of disconnect, but then like Deanna and I got super close. I became the MC at her wedding and you know, I love that. Yeah. It's just, she came to visit and then I returned the favor and then it, I kind of always made it out to Barrie, Ontario on uncle Larry's birthday. So it always like come with like a bunch of wine or something and just, you know, just weasel my way in like nice. uh, and uh, Larry's wife, Amelia, I, I call her Auntie M and it makes me so happy because I can do the lines from Wizard of Oz all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Auntie M, Auntie. She's like, again, I get it. <laughs> That's funny. But, but it's a, and it's a cool thing. So like where our parents drop the ball and it doesn't matter whose fault it was or where it happened um but it's up to us to kind of like create a relationship and yes like uh, i give sean credit for this podcast this was his idea and then he threw the ball to me and i ran with it but this is this is his brainchild that was a great idea and i'm so happy we're doing it and he came to me at the perfect time like the stars were aligned like i had just bought a laptop with the intention of starting a podcast with it (laughs) and then he shoots me a message like that week going I think we should start a podcast together. And I went, um, well, good fucking news, buddy. Guess who's prepared <laughs> to do this with you? It's funny that like, you know, we just were talking about Jen's superpower and if intuition is a real thing and it's a hereditary thing that's passed down, then I might have some of that shit flowing through my body too. And new, like I've been talking for 10 years, at least, man, I want to start a podcast one day. Like I just like talking. I like being a comedian. I like fucking shooting the shit with people. And I was like, I am naturally someone who should be doing a podcast. Oh, absolutely. I like thought in my brain, like was thinking to myself, you know, and like, like I said to you in a previous podcast, you know, you and me, when you were out here, we started to have a few moments, you know, life got busy, life took us in different directions for a while there, but I didn't want to lose what we had already started. And I wanted it to be more, you know what I mean? Like you are my cousin. We do share the same blood flowing through our veins. You know what I mean? We were birthed from the same ball sack, ultimately, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry to say that. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, no, like Bernie Uncle, got around. Like, Uncle Bernie's ball sack is responsible for all of us. Like, grandpa. ultimately, he wasn't you our know? uncle. He was our grandfather. Sorry, I meant to say <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> well, it's a funny way to put it, but hey, that's where we all came from. So, it's pretty cool, and like to get to know you, and for us to swim back to each other in life, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, like. Jen, I think you... you need to have all the cousins. It'll be like a chaos episode. Oh, see that—that's the thing. It was like I have Sean pitched me this idea already, and I went no. The, the amount there are two that I know of. Two of our cousins, Paul and Josh, are stoic as hell, <laughs> and they'll be good and behave, and then speak when spoken to. But all the rest of us are going to yell at crazy. each other. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like the best guests will be Josh and Paul when we eventually get them on. <laughs> but then, like, if you do anything bigger than three of us, oh my right. god, it's going to be chaotic. 
we talked about like I, I brought up to him first. We, I started with the triangle and I was like, you know what? Maybe we could do a square. Maybe we could do a pentagon. Maybe we we could do an octagon. We could fuck it. And I, I got a rhombus going. Yeah. No. It, yeah like, I, I, stand firm, I stand firm of just for the sake of our listeners, the amount of chaos. Like, no, no one wants that. No. It would be fun to do like a segment episode at least where we ask every side the same question. That's an idea I can get on board on. And then compile it together to have like a big episode of like 47 yeah. sides on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a topic off the top of my we head. Can but... Get all sides of the opinion. Yeah. Yes. There yeah. you go. I like that. So, Sean, I have a question for you then. Okay. If you could have any guest, doesn't matter who, like, they have to be alive right now, who would be your, like, super excited guest to have on the show? Hmm, that's a good question. Are we going, like, family, or are we going, like, any celebrity? Celebrity, anyone. Okay. That's a tough question. Like, it would depend on the flavor at the moment that I was feeling in life. Like, yeah. if we're talking music or, you know, I'd want to talk to Bob Dylan. If we're talking... No, they have to be You alive. are so full of shit right now, Sean. Why? Because you know that there is someone related to Gene Rod- Roddenberry still alive or the guy that is now in charge of Star Trek. Oh, like, you don't want to pick their brain for an hour and a half. Honestly. You're a liar. I'd rather just be surprised. I don't want to I don't want to go down that road and, like, discuss it with them because it could ruin things for me. Ooh, Yeah. You know what I mean? I have one more question. What do you have to say to your viewers who haven't watched all of How I Met Your Mother, uh, which you've ruined the (laughs) ending for, on behalf of all of us? So I'll speak to this first, (laughs) Thomas. I'll let you you address this as well. But I'm going to say minimum, you had five fucking years to finish it. (laughs) So like there's a certain birth period. on my list. The guys who go out on opening day and they watch the movie and they come home and they post about it and tell everyone about it. Like I too, that's bullshit. One year, even, you know, like a month, a year, a year is like pushing it, but five years, like (laughs) you just, you need to be on board by then. And if you're not like apologies, you know, we should have given a spoiler alert for it. Yeah, totally. It's just, you assume people have watched it. I agree with Sean wholeheartedly. (laughs) I was like, it was, However, I have now since started saying, spoiler alert, to movies that came out 30, 40 years ago now because (laughs) people like you, Jen, are like, hey, I was going to do the thing, but I didn't. (laughs) And now it's ruined. Well, right. And another thing we started doing is like when we start talking about certain things on the podcast, if you take uh, a sec to look at the description, not only will you see what we're going to talk about uh, in a general form, but also the time where we talk about it. Oh, that's cool. So you can skip. I don't know if I did that for how I met your mother. I think I did, but like, so that's like a thing going forward. Like, God forbid, like, Oh, they're, they're talking about, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm an episode behind. I can't talk. I can't listen to that. Cool. We talked about it for 27 minutes last week. And then the next topic switches. So it gives our listeners a chance. So if you're listening, read the description if you're worried about certain content, content, because we're going to give you the rope to hang yourselves with from now on. While we're on this topic, Jen, too, I want you to watch it. Like when you get the chance, 
And remember to call Thomas and tell him how much the fucking ending sucks. I stand well, by. Well, you that. told me about the <laughs> ending and then the alternative <laughs> ending. And now, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, just yeah, watch, it. watch it. Yeah. it. It's it's for me i thought it was really good storytelling and then i we did a poll on our facebook group and then everyone <laughs> disagreed with me which is fine i will stand alone on my island of it honestly though you did get you did get one person who agreed with you i believe it was deanna oh yeah and i was curious like did you reach out to her and ask for like a pity vote to help you along with your point no or? she started watching it okay She's just she literally just started watching it because we spoke about it on the show. And right. if she did that, she has gone on record saying I'm her favorite cousin. I think that'll change when she meets everybody else. <laughs> but like like you'll you'll see like like she'll go like happy birthday, favorite cousin, or she'll be like, What's up, favorite cuz? Not that there's contest a competition between us now. Okay. Oh, no, it's man. on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, as as far as human beings go. You're a very beautiful one, so I understand why she'd feel that way. You talking to me or Jen? Both of you. <laughs> yeah, it, to go back to like what this podcast, but that's what this is. It's like we're gonna nerd out on certain things. Like it won't always be Star Trek, although somehow every episode we find a way to bring it back to Star Trek. They're gonna end up sponsoring you guys. Ultimately, like we want this podcast to like live long and prosper and you know we want to talk about all different kinds of things whatever this voyage like that we go on wherever it takes us if we discover like strange new worlds like that's just part of it you know okay la- okay sean the line must be drawn here this far. <laughs> no further <It's> enough. <laughs> those were all star trek quotes jen sorry sorry yeah okay um Uh, But how about you as a listener? Is there something that you've been enjoying that you want more of? Or is there something that you like what we're not touching that we should, you know, start to get into? I mean, I've enjoyed everything I've heard so far. Uh, I think that once you start digging into the Wonder Woman's, the Cat Woman's, (laughs) you know, those um, Harley Quinn male leads. Mm. eh, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Once you start jumping into the female leads too, then it'll be a little bit more dynamic for me as a listener. But yeah, I mean, okay. I've enjoyed all of it. You know what? Uh, one thing about me that you might not know is I love a strong female lead. Like my favorite show is like, a, is, there's two. Uh, it's Scrubs, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And okay, I love both. Her, yeah, it starts with her being a badass. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Like, and I, you just respect it right off the bat and how she's super inclusive to everyone until you cross her so like uh, i am 100 percent down like it's not like um we don't go the path of let's not watch the chick movies no and i wasn't no. saying that at all you just talk a lot about star trek which is not my favorite so but on, that's on this me. note like there is a lot of strong females in star trek i won't get into them though but i actually got jen into buffy years ago and I was always into like Star Trek Voyager with a female captain. And like, I've always been drawn to strong female characters. I think like I liken it in ways like growing up without a mom in a lot of circumstances, I sought out strong females. And Mm -hmm. like one of the best examples of a strong female that I knew in my life was my sister. You know what I mean? Like she embodied a lot of those things that, you know, being a strong person does. Mm -hmm. And like, I always was, 
looking towards looking for that as a kid growing up without a mom you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it was Jen was always an inspiration and like acted like a mom in certain ways to me when we were younger having a close relationship like we did and um I wanted Jen to watch Buffy like back to that point because it's such a good fucking show and I like oh, the strong so female good. character and like there's so many great like I don't discriminate between like boy comic heroes or women, girl comic hero. I like a good story yeah. whether yeah. it's man woman child gay straight doesn't matter if i mm-hmm. if the story can draw me in i'm, I'm a fan right? oh yeah i yeah i just want to like i'm the same way as you i just want a good story and i can like i'll sit back and enjoy anything like give me any recommendation i'll give it a fair shake and if it's not my cup of tea it's not my cup of tea but i'll try anything once like it's like i'm a fan sure. i love to love things so if you have a thing that you think i would like throw it my way i'm gonna be awesome yeah so i guess we definitely have to watch the Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it on a, on a coming podcast. Be a shame if we so, don't like it. So, <laughs> did you like the first one? I love the first one. I saw yeah, the first didn't one. Love this one. I was going uh, doing this training course when I was working for uh, my former company, and uh, I was doing training in Calgary, and um, so I had like uh, my hotel was right beside a movie theater. I was like, fuck it. I went to the local chapters, bought a book. Uh, I went over to uh, the movie theater, got there half an hour early, saw Wonder Woman, and had an, an amazing time. That is one of like my favorite little personal treats. It's yeah. uh, like if I can go to a movie, I love going to movies by myself. I don't have really? nothing weird about it. I actually really huh. enjoy it because like, I, I used to, this... to do that when I lived in Toronto all the time, but I would never do it here. Yeah, that's it was funny. Like, well, it was a thing when I was working like a weird schedule that I just became okay with. So, like, I would work from, like, four to, like, noon, and then everyone I knew was still working. I didn't let it stop me from wanting to see a thing. Like, it just, <laughs> like I got to go to bed at a certain point, so I'll go see a matinee show, and then I'll go, if, I, uh, if I'm in the market for a new book, I'll go grab a new book, sit and read for 30 minutes, wait for the movie to start, and then just have a lovely afternoon. And you make not, me, like, this story makes me think of a, a regret that I have. Me and Crystal went one time to see a movie and it was like 1030 on a Wednesday night. Like who goes to see a movie then? Mm-hmm. And it was like a total guy flick. Crystal like didn't really know what the first movie was. And it was the second movie, Super Troopers. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So I, I convinced her to go see it. And it was just the two of us. And my regret is that there was two other people in the theater. They were both boys. Mm-hmm. And I turned to Crystal and I was like, Crystal, like, I feel like I should introduce them. They're both here watching a movie by themselves and it happens to be super like, I feel like they'd be good friends, you know, and I didn't right? introduce those two boys and I feel bad. Like they could have yeah. been something beautiful and neither like both guys were probably feeling a little awkward and they like look over and like they see me and Crystal and they see each other and like, oh man, like I, I just feel sad for people when I see them watching a movie by themselves. They so could have been lifelong it. friends. They could have been movie buddies. I know. I know. But then t- what Thomas is saying is like, push. Thomas enjoys the experience of watching a movie alone. So yeah. I could have like gotten them and like introduced them. And they're like, dude, like we came here to watch this separately alone or one guy's into it and the other guy isn't into it. So then you have this like fucked up dynamic you threw on them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you could have made it super awkward for both of them, but then you also would have united them because they would have been like, oh, why is that guy talking to us? He's oh, super weird. Yeah. And yeah. then they have against this a common connection. enemy. For sure. Right. <laughs> and I could totally do that. I would like awkward them out, like go and sit yeah. between them and be like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> so you guys, uh, you ever try friending? Want to like friend with each other? 
And then think about poor Crystal. There she's sitting by herself oh now while God, you're off yes. doing this like, yeah. at a movie she doesn't want to see anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you pulling a total Barney, like, have you met? What's your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. So we're getting to, to the point where we got to wrap up here, but um, we have a segment of the show called uh, The Recommendation Period. Sean and Tom recommends. Uh, before we get into that, Sean. Where are we with the recommends from last week? See, I didn't want to talk about that this episode. I have some stuff to say about it. Just because I knew we were going to do the Akashaka Records with Jen. Sorry, did I say that wrong? No, you said it wrong. Akashic, sorry. Akashaka Akashic. That's pretty close. But I I just wanted to, like, save it for the next episode. Okay, that's fine. Is that because you're looking to stall because you didn't do your homework? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Um, so in the spirit of how we the reason why we do the Sean and Tom recommends, it's an activity of what one person would enjoy doing, and let's get the other person to do it as a way to get to know each other better. Jen, what is something to get to know you better that we should try doing that you think would be awesome? Oh man, okay, let me think about it. Yeah, we're gonna put you on the spot a lot here today. Yeah. I want you guys to go into your local furniture store and I want you to ask them which pieces you can order in a custom fabric. And I want you to go pick out a color for the sofa of your dreams, as well as the toss cushions. I have to write this down. This is a, <laughs> this is a full on adventure you're putting us on. So this is a tough one because my local furniture store is where my sister works. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want me showing up there and rearranging shit and like picking up fabrics you have to pick a different one you have to pick a different one you have to do this experience on your own so you can see what it feels like to have yeah. so much fun playing dress up with a sofa so, so there was a time thomas before before yeah. crystal where me and jen used to go on like brother sister we go out for dinner and we go shopping maybe like i remember it specifically a few times in winter's yeah. where we're walking and i'm already get to the point where i've like looked at every fucking thing in the store twice and i'm like hey jen like let's move on let's go to the next store and she's like hold on hold on sean i just have to arrange these rearrange these couches and the furniture they're not gonna sell them like this <laughs> and she goes out and picks custom fucking pillows and cushions and rearranges winners fucking furniture section so this is a great recommendation to come from jim because she's really into the fabric kind of style so, so. Mm-hmm. so what you're asking is like I can go to like the brick tomorrow and be like I like the sofa, but I think it would be better in another color. Are there other? They don't options? do custom. You're gonna have to pick somewhere else. Wow. You're gonna okay. have to pick something a little more like mom and, and pop, low key. So really, what you're doing is you're getting us to go fuck with the sales guy who thinks that he's gonna get us, and yeah. in reality, we're just no, like, sorry, Buckaroo, we're not fucking buying. This is a recommendation. Don't play that game. Tell him, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I won't waste any of your time. I just need to take a few pictures, and then I want you to take a picture of what you've chosen and send it to me. Wait, wait, for wait evaluation. I think I'm gonna have to break down this recommendation because I thought like we were going to look at a couch and then be like, could I get it like reupholstered in a different way? (laughs) Yeah. So am I taking a picture of a couch and then providing you with the upholstery that I would choose or the color or yeah. Okay. All right. The fabric that you would want to choose as well as your toss cushion. So follow up question, given Mm -hmm. that this is like a pandemic, 
-hmm. is it okay to do this online to pick out like see like for me example like I'm probably going to be looking at an antique piece of furniture that I'd want to reupholster to bring it into like my lifestyle and my world if does that count I mean, you could do it that way, but you don't get to touch the fabrics or see the nuances of the color that way. Okay. Ooh, this this thing has layers. I, yeah, I like it does. It yeah, it's like a real adventure. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, it's a choose your own adventure too, because you yeah. get to put your own combination together, and you kind of get a taste of what I do every day um, as I work in furniture and decorate people's houses. It's a lot of cool. fun. I can't wait for you to discover how terrible my taste is. I thought you were gonna say how awesome your tastes no, are. <laughs> um, I have heard on so many levels that my taste is so subpar. Um, I will tell you this though. I used to work for furniture delivery, like, uh, and this guy paid a couple thousand dollars to have custom made Beatles, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band upholstered to his new sofa, and this awesome. is like the coolest sofa I've ever seen. And this guy had like a rock like it looked like i was walking into a hard rock cafe with all the like guitars that were everywhere that's and cool different like uh, uh instruments he had everywhere and it was just like this couch was perfect for him i just like when i first saw it and i saw his delivery i was like who would do this like you have to wow who would sergeant pepper like i'm a fan but like to drop so much money to have this custom done but yeah no it was really cool awesome sounds yeah. cool cool all right, Jen, uh, we're about to wrap up here. But before we do, I really want give us a how do people find you when they want to do the uh, Akashic Records? Like, what's a good way if someone heard what we said and they liked it? Like, oh, fuck, I should probably give it a shot. How do they find you? What's a good way to get in touch? Um, first and foremost, I guess, is Instagram. So my Instagram handle is my decorating business. So it's at cherishdecorandco.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, Jennifer Sides. Guys, what's my TikTok handle? Is it Jennifer Cherish? Yeah. Jennifer Cherish on TikTok. And Perfect. yeah, or you can join my group, um, Akashic Records and Intuitive Decor. Perfect. There you cool. go. So if you want to find Jen and you liked what you heard and you want to have an experience like Sean and I had, please check her out at all those platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly even even as a skeptic it was super interesting and like i recommend it to people to try it ex Thanks, exactly brother. it it was a a hell of an experience and you you leave feeling things i had honestly i had chills the whole time you were talking it was quite the experience. i love that yeah so again uh so just say it again real quick jen where can they find you Instagram is uh, at Cherish Decor and Co. or on Facebook, Jennifer Sides. Uh, TikTok is Jennifer Cherish. Or my Facebook group is Akashic Records and Intuitive Decor. That's amazing. So yeah, find Jen cool. there. And if it's something you want to experience, you can get in touch with her and then you can uh, arrange whatever you guys need to arrange from there. All right. Well, I think that does it. Uh, Jen, are you familiar with how we uh, wrap up the show? Like our little sign off? <laughs> I've definitely heard it before. Yes. All right. Well, you're going to take part in it today. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So we'll wrap things up. I'll, uh, I'll take lead on here and go. All right. Okay. So this has been two sides of the story and I'm Tom size. And this has been one side of the story. I'm Sean sides. And this has been one side of the story. I'm Jennifer sides. And this has been the third side of the story. Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope everyone Thanks, has Jen. a great week. Thanks a lot, Jen. 
Love you guys. Love, Love you too. too. Bye. Bye. Size of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean.